All right, gang. Welcome to the first edition in 2017 of the Exhale Heart and Chart podcast sponsored by Tricord Investment Advisors. I'm Larry McDonald, your host. So happy new year. Uh, I hope you are looking forward to the coming year. Lots of people that I've talked to have basically just had a big ug over 2016. So let's just put that behind us and let's get a vision and let's get excited. And as I said in my podcast previously, let's dream for the new year. And so I want to start out the year with a podcast that this has been on my heart for, you know, for a long time. Uh, it's part of what I do. It's ingrained in everything. My philosophy just is how I look at the markets, how I look at investing, retirement, cash flow, you name it. Uh, and we're gonna just just dispel um, I, what I think is one of the invest one of the investing myths. And I think I'll probably have this theme throughout the first quarter of just trying to take what I believe are certain misnomers, just outright. I'm gonna just call them deceptions. Things we've been told that maybe were true at one point in time, but absolutely no longer are the way that we need to look at how we invest or the way things work. Um, so here's here's the one um, uh, for today, and it's kind of a, a combined. Number one, you need to be a long-term investor because you have time cures all ills, and consequently, the reason for that is is that the markets have always returned to a level higher than they were when they went down previously now i went i've been <laughs> i've been taught this i've been into guys offices where along the whole wall would be the chart of the dow jones industrial average since 1926 okay and so when you start to talk about oh things just absolute taboos like oh market timing all right which is a scary subject for a lot of people um you, all they do is just turn around and point at the wall and go, look, it's always come back to a level higher. I'm not worried about it. We're going to basically asset allocate, set it and forget it, and we'll be fine. That, gang, that, that's old news. I'm not saying it flat out doesn't work. That, that would not be fair. But I'm just trying to say is if it's your money and it's the same amount of money that you're going to spend, that you're going to use, that you're going to save, that it's hard-earned money that you have put away for your future, why not invest it, I'm just going to say, a better way? You know, so let's just take those couple of concepts. First of all, that the markets have always returned to a level higher than they were previously. Now, that is true for the U.S. market, all right? That's true, but it's certainly not true for other parts of the world. And so what makes us think that we're immune to long-term periods of price depreciation? Now, I'm not saying we're as susceptible maybe as to other parts of the world, but to make a statement or to think that you're going to invest your money predicated upon that truth, that absolute truth, could be absolutely devastating. So here's the example 
that we're going to use today, that I'm going to use today when it comes to this philosophy. Let's take the Nikkei 225. That's an index that tracks 225 stocks on the Japanese stock exchange. Now, you know, 25 years ago, the Japanese, I mean, they were on uh, the mountaintop. I mean, you know, after World War II, that economy went absolutely bonkers. And they were riding high. Things were great. And yet, the Nikkei 225, the Japanese, and we're not talking about some little third world country here, all right? I mean, we're talking about one of the major economic driver countries, in the drivers in the world, all right? So I'm not using an example of something obscure like Venezuela or Chile. This is Japan. The Nikkei stood at 38,809 at the beginning of 1990. So that was 26 years ago. Now, an average retirement, let's just say that everybody's always uses to calculate, at least in the past, is about 25 years. You retire at 65 plus or minus, and you live to between 85 and 90. You need to prepare for it, right? So, so we're looking at a, a retirement span for a lot of the number crunching, about 25 years. Everybody with me on that? I'm, I'm not making anything. I'm not trying to manipulate anything here. I'm just trying to give you some basis for all of this. So let's just say that you had $100,000. For every $100,000, hopefully you had more than that, but for every $100,000 uh, you had and you retired, you were a Japanese, and you retired on January 1st of 1990, you had $100,000, right? Forget about cash flow. Forget about taking money out. Forget about needing over the time. I'm just saying you had that, that same $100,000 today, right now, what? The 6th of January, 2017. If you'd have left it in the market, you hadn't touched it in the Nikkei 225, you would have $50,298. A 50% basic reduction in your principal. So... If a Japanese were to walk into my office and I had the Dow Jones average since 1926 on the wall and said, man, what are you worried about? It's always going to come back and it'll always get, it'll end up being higher than it was before. I don't think you're going to have too much credibility. So why is it that we stick our head in the sand and think that that's the inevitable reality for the future? I'm not saying it won't be. What I'm saying is that when you plan for it to absolutely be, and then something comes in and upsets that, it, it's devastating. It can derail everything. It can change your whole lifestyle. It can change your future. It can change your it, it, everything, right? Are you hearing me? Where if our market that you're invested in had over the last 26 years lost 50%, that's an average loss of 2% a year. What kind of quality of life do you think your retirement funds are going to provide for you in that scenario, right? So everybody always hates to say that this time is different. You know, you get all that, right? Oh, you know, everybody chuckles. But we're on the verge right now. We are on the verge with, with, the, with a Trump presidency and, and what we've experienced over the last 30 years. I think it's naive to think that things aren't going to be different over the next 30 years. They are. 
and I'm going to go into this a little bit more in a few po- in, in some coming podcasts, but we've talked a little bit about in some of my previous podcasts and blog posts about the whole spending wave that Harry Dent has has come up with about, you know, just the bottom line is that there aren't going to be any people spending stuff as there have been in the past. And that's going to take a cycle to move through and then get back to maybe, maybe not where we've been before the baby boomer generation. And I'm talking around the world. It's why it's Japan is in such a tight right now is the largest demographic, you know, of, of people age wise ever in the history of the world. So it's just, again, it's, it's, a, it's just wrong. <laughs> I don't know what else to say to think that everything's going to be the same as it used to be. It's just not. Now, I believe a lot um, in the U.S. and in the U.S. market and our ability to be able to thrive. Whether at any moment in time we might be the cleanest dirty shirt, I'm sure that's going to be the case because things aren't always going to be rosy. But I think America's future is, is, is really incredible. Uh, and again, we're going to talk more about that in some coming podcasts. But let's just, let's just move past that for a little bit and say, okay, so let's just dispel a little bit that you, the best way for you to do it, to be able to have a comfortable retirement or even to accumulate assets. See, we always want to talk about retirement, but what about accumulating? Oh, it's no big deal if a 30-year-old, a 35-year-old takes a 30, 40, 50% hit in their portfolio because they have time. Do you, do you realize how ridiculous that sounds? I mean, it, it makes absolutely no sense. There is no good reason. I don't care how old you are to subject your investments to a 50% loss when you can prevent it. Now, you know, a market crash in a blink of an eye, nobody can do anything about that, and yet those are just almost unheard of, especially in the United States with with our economic engine and everything else. Now, I, get, I, I don't have a crystal ball. All I'm trying to say is it doesn't make sense. Set it and forget it doesn't make sense. There's another aspect to this as well. So, you know, how do you manage your risk then if you're, if you're a Japanese? Oh, you have stuff invested in, you know, the, the, the pie chart, right? And you asset allocate with diversification and so because you're anticipating the what if. You know, it, it, again, this is another one. I'm going to get into my myth buster number two, but... Why do you want to have your money places that just aren't making any money for you? On the if come that one day when things turn around, it might be the place to be versus where you have it, you know, someplace else. It, you can go years, decades even, invested in certain sectors that just aren't going anywhere because you're what, asset allocated? That's insane. But anyway, I'm, I'm getting, I'm, I'm, my mind is racing because there's so many things out there that I think everybody's been taught over the years that just, it, it, it makes no sense. Okay? I'm not, and again, I, I'm not trying to say that people haven't been able to make money doing it. That, that's not the point. The point is, have you maximized? Have you, have, have you really tried to set yourself up in order to make better use of the funds that you're putting in. Again, I, I can't, I don't guarantee anything. I can't use, you know, that, that, that word's n- never, no way. 
But let me go through an example of the Nikkei over the last 26 years. Let's just talk about possibilities here. Let's just, let's just say that I had my $100,000. Let's go back to the example. I had my $100,000 on January 1st of 1990. Now, instead of just taking it in the teeth, I set it and forget it. And today I've got $50,298. Right. Let's just say for argument's sake, let hypothetically, let's just say, how about if we invest the money so that I stay out of 50 percent of every cyclical downturn in the market? And I'm and here's here's the point. What I mean by that, we're not talking about daily. We're not talking about monthly. We're not even talking about quarterly, semi-annual, maybe even annually. I'm talking about major turning points in the market. So, you know, this whole idea about market timing, I'm not sitting behind the desk and punching the button, you know, every five minutes trying to figure out how to make money and stay out. And that's, that is, that's day trading. That's speculating. That's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is the ability to have a system that says, look, we need to go to the sidelines periodically as major market moves are in process. All right, so let's assume, again, the example. Let's assume a scenario where we stay out of 50% of the major market downturns. And at the same time, you know, hey, I'm going to be fair about this, that we only reap 50% of the gain that the market receives in any major market move upward, right? So I, I'm not, no discrimination here, just 50% across the board. I'm only, I'm only going to be in for 50% of a down and I'm only going to be able to reap 50% of the up. All right. That, that's just, I'm just, just a basic scenario. Take that scenario with the Nikkei. And as of today, hypothetically, you might have around $130,000. Now, that's a far cry from 50. Not that great. Pretty, it's tough to still retire on a bit, basically about 1% of the year gain over the last, uh, you know, 26 years. But do you understand that? I mean, I, I think you understand the significance already, right? And we're just talking 50-50, right? This isn't great. This isn't, you know, nothing to write home to mom about. But here's the point. Number one, you haven't lost any money overall. I'm not saying that there weren't times that you had less than $100,000 in your account. You did. But as of today, you have $130,000. That is a big, big difference. Now, you know, this is a scenario. This is hypothetical. But again, we're not talking about marginal. We're not talking about losing 47.2% versus 50%. This is huge. Okay? I, mean, I, I, just, I'm just, I almost want to pause and just let this sink in a little bit. Because this is doable. I, that is my point. This isn't, a, I mean, it's a hypothetical scenario, but the actual process and the actual implementation, the actual reality of being able to do this is very real. All right. So now we're going to click up my hypothetical scenario because 50-50, I'm just going to tell you, is, is, is a far cry 
where I believe you can achieve what we can achieve. So let's just go to 60-40. On a 60-40 scenario, I'm only going to experience of 40% of the down market, not 50 like our previous scenario. And I'm only going to reap 60% of the upturn in the market. Right? So again, 60-40 scenario says uh, I'm, I'm ex I get to dodge 60% of the down, and I only get to experience 60% of the up. No discrimination here, just kind of straight across the board again. All right. Now, those numbers, instead of 50,298, remember my reference point, if we just set it and forget it, we would have, again, it's the scenario, about almost $250,000. $250,000. I mean, that, that is a 150% increase over what we would have had. It's about a 6% annual return. Now, all of a sudden, you're talking about retirement. Now, you, people, I mean, you can plan for that. You can plan and have your cash flow at a, at a very, very reasonable 60-40 scenario. Again, if the market goes bonkers, I'm only getting 60% of it. But the bottom, the biggie on that is I'm staying out of 60% of the big downs. Gang, this makes a huge difference. These are just abstract scenarios. Nothing's going to work out exactly like this. But I just, I, I can't say it enough and I can't emphasize it enough. Your risk reduction plan and your risk management plan can't be the pie chart Invest in stuff that doesn't correlate and set it and forget it. That just, that is not the future. That's not the way to do it. It's not the way to have a comfortable retirement. That's not the way to accumulate assets without just getting absolutely kicked in the teeth. Are, are, are you with me here? Right? I, I mean, I'm just kind of. I wish I could just sort of grab this microphone and shout into it, right? So that was our 60-40 scenario. And again, I think over time, again, based upon market moves and everything that's happened in the past, that's very, very doable. So now we'll click to 70-30. This gets a little more iffy, but again... The way them depends on how the market moves. It, the, let's put it this way. The longer the uptrend goes, the more of it we'll be able to enjoy. And the longer the downturn goes, the, the, the more of it we're going to be able to sidestep. So short little moves of a month, two months, even six months are much more difficult to quote time. All right. That's why I'm talking about major market moves that last anywhere from eight a year to two or three years. This is not sitting in front of the desk on a daily or monthly or weekly basis. So let's go to 70-30. Right? I'm only going to enjoy 70% of the upturn, but I'm going to structure the system so that it works toward Ideally, staying out of 70% of, of downturns, All right? So it's a 70-30 scenario. I'm only going to get 70% of the up, 
and I'm only going to experience 30% of the down. Everybody with me, right? So 100,000 again. Well, here we are on, at, at January 1st, 1990. Have my $100,000. And again, scenario, hypothetically, I would have right at about $500,000. Total, complete, absolute game changer. Total. So I'm a Japanese, and my stock market, my major benchmark stock market, in my retirement, has lost half of its value. And yet, in the swings, in the major market swings, I've been smart about it. I have managed my risk much differently than set it and forget it. And now I've made almost 16% a year. Everybody with me? Hello? Anybody still out there with me? This, this, these are, this is game-changing. I mean, this is a big deal. And again, I'm not going to try to say by any means that I can guarantee a 70-30 scenario or a 60. I, mean, I, I No. What I'm saying is that doesn't this make sense? Doesn't it make sense to say put a system in place that, that shoots for this, that strives for this, and then given the market conditions... You know, it'll be what it'll be. But will will it be a loss of 50% over 26 years? You know, common sense says we're going to do better than that. And it doesn't take a whole lot to do a whole lot better than that. Are you with me on this? You hear what I'm saying? So, here's my point. You got to have a system. You got to have a system to manage the risk. And my um, philosophy, my counsel is that it can't be the pie chart, set it and forget it, and manage my risk that way. And it is what it is. It's worked to some extent for sure to this point. Uh, again, coming out of 2008, if it hadn't been for massive government intervention in the whole system, we might be right there. Who, I mean, there's a really good chance that our stock market wouldn't be anywhere close to where it is right now if it hadn't been for that intervention. Now, it happened, and it's good, and everybody's happy about it, and it's good. But don't get lulled. Don't get rose-colored glasses. Don't fall asleep at the wheel here into thinking that that's the way the future is going to work. It, it's just not. It, it, it chance, I mean, I, here, here, I, I don't have a crystal ball, right? I'm saying it's not. How, you asked her the question, not me. How likely do you think that that's going to be the future? And then you always have to answer the question for yourself. So here's the way I'm answering that. So here's what I think I'm going to do. Because it boils down to it's your money. My clients, we have a system. My clients understand this. So those of you out there that are my client and, and you're listening to this, this is, this is where I'm coming from. This is what we do. For those of you out there, especially those of you, and it's tough, that say have a retirement plan at work, you're not getting any help. You're getting the pie chart for the most part. You're going to have to do some more homework on your own. 
There's lots of different things, but, you know, to just, again, stick your head in the sand and say, I'm not a financial person. Well, <laughs> you know, there are things that you can do to more take a more active role in, say, your 401k, right? So I'm going to leave it at that. Uh, there's uh, Maybe I'll do a podcast on that sometime in the future if I get some feedback from any of you that you'd like to hear about that. You can send me an email. So anyway. Myth-busting, starting 2017, that the market will always return to a level that's higher than what it was. And the way to best manage my risk is to set it and forget it. Busting those two myths. Um, let's talk if, if, if you want to. If, if you need some more information about this, be happy to share more details with you. But I'm telling you right now, that's not the way to have the most prosperous future to sleep well at night um, and to just be prudent and be wise across the board and that's what I'm all about Tricord's all about you know building financial poise so I think this is a great component to that all right gang that's it for this session I appreciate you listening thank you and I will see you next week take care